the name of Lord Jesus Christ, I speak. Thank God, Lord Jesus Christ, that we are continuing our study on the book of Hebrews. Today we're going to discuss Jesus and the church. Now, before uh, this session, I would like to give a pre-session thought. Uh, let's turn to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Let's look at verse 32. In the Lord Jesus Christ I read, But recall the former days in which after you were eliminated, you endured a great struggle with sufferings. Here it mentions that the faith of the Jewish Christians in the beginning it was very good. And but then because they were illuminated. Illuminated is a positive thing. It means that they were in darkness and then they received the truth. Yeah, so that means they see the truth, right? So when they saw the truth, they knew God's will and they know how to be saved. Now, this was like the church of Ephesus. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Now, if you look at verse 13 and 14, we can see that the Ephesians received the truth and also received the Holy Spirit. And so you would imagine that their eyes were opened. It should be, isn't it? Yeah, now, if we look at verse uh, 17 and 18. Now, when we read verse 17 and 18, it may seem a little bit strange. Why? Because Paul prays for them so that God will give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. So Paul prayed for the Ephesians. He asked the Father to give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Why did Paul pray to the Father to give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation? 
Did they not receive the truth already? Did they not receive the Holy Spirit already? Let's look at verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. So this means that their eyes was open, but then it became closed. Very strange, isn't it? How do we know their eyes became closed? Let's turn to Ephesians. Chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 to 17. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 to 17. Verse 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So from here we can see that the church of Ephesus, their eyes had become closed because they did not know the will of God. Uh, how do we know their eyes was closed? Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 4, sorry, verse 17. Verse 17. Verse 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles in the futility of their mind. So that means the members in Ephesus, there were people who were walking as the rest of the Gentiles walked. And so therefore that means their eyes had become closed. So why do I want to point this out? If the Hebrews, they were eliminated and then they became blind. Hebrews. And when we look at the church of Ephesus, they were enlightened, received the Holy Spirit, but then their eyes also became closed. So this tells us this can also happen to us. And so therefore, this is the reason why the writer was writing to writing writing Hebrews. So today we must remember. The scriptures are given to us for wisdom of salvation. So we must 
But there is a problem. What is the problem? It's not easy to admit that we have become blind. It's very difficult, isn't it? So if some of us have come to a certain age, we need reading glasses. We will say, oh, no, 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 my eyes are perfect, my eyes are perfect. But we read the Bible very close. Oh, oh, we read it very far. And we say we don't have a problem. We don't have a problem. See, as a human being, we have this denial, isn't it? This was one of the problems of the Church of Corinth. Because Paul said to them, Before you become wise, admit that you are foolish. Then you can become wise. It's very true. And this is something that we need to put into our hearts. Uh, let's turn to Isaiah chapter 29. Isaiah chapter 29. Isaiah chapter 29. Let's look at verse 24. Isaiah chapter 29, verse 24. These also who erred in spirit will come to understanding, and those who complained will learn doctrine. So this is the blessing that God wants to give to us. But in order to receive this blessing, we need to come to terms that maybe we have made a mistake. We need to admit that we have made a mistake. If we don't admit, then how can we come to an understanding? It is better for us to admit that we have been wrong so that God can give us Wisdom. But it's really hard to admit that we were wrong. Let's turn to John chapter 3. John chapter 3. Let's look at verse 19 to 21. John chapter 3, verse 19 to 21. Verse 19. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. Verse 20. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, 
lest his deeds should be exposed. Verse 21. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. In verse 9, in 19, it contains the warning why we need to admit we have been wrong. Because if we don't, then we have only one destiny, which is condemnation. And if you look at verse 20, why is it so hard for people to admit that they are wrong? Because their deeds will be exposed. Imagine if we have done wrong and then our deeds are exposed. How do we feel? Everyone knows. Everyone knows. It's very difficult, isn't it? Very difficult. But if you look at verse 21, why is it that some people can come out of darkness into the light? Why is it that they can admit their mistakes? Why is it that they don't care even if people know? Because what they really want is they want to be forgiven and they want to be saved. That is the most important thing to them. So, brothers and sisters, when we think about that here, when we hear the word of God, and it comes into our hearts, we may struggle. But the word of God is trying to enlighten us. So that we can see the truth. So what do we really want? If we really want to be saved, it is better to admit we have been foolish and we were wrong. If we admit, what is the benefit? Let's turn to Ezekiel chapter 43. Ezekiel chapter 43. Ezekiel chapter 43, let's look at verse 10 and verse 11. Now here it talks about uh, the future restoration. It's talking about the future restoration. Yeah. 
because uh, at this time uh, the temple destroyed and the people were led into captivity. And so therefore God sent Ezekiel to speak to his people. Verse 10. The Son of Man is the prophet. The Son of Man is the prophet. And the prophet was told to describe the temple to the people. Why? So that they may be ashamed of their iniquities. Now, you may think, why did God send the prophet to describe the temple to the house of Israel? Uh, why describe the temple to them? Because when the prophet describes the temple, they will reflect and remember, ah, because we have sinned against God. And what is the, the benefit of, of, of receiving the prophetic word? Let's look at verse 11. And if they are ashamed of all that they have done, uh, what did God tell the prophet to do next? What did God tell the prophet to do next? Uh, the prophet was to make known to them the design of the temple and its arrangements, etc., etc. Why did God do this? God tell the prophet to describe the temple so that they will be ashamed of all that they have done. Why? Once they are ashamed of all that they have done, then God said to the prophet to describe every detail. Why? Why after they are ashamed of everything, then the prophet described the temple even more? Let's look at verse 11. The last part. Write it down in their sight so that they may keep its whole design and all its ordinances and perform them. That means after they are ashamed of everything that they have done, God is giving them the plan to restore the temple. Now, 
Isn't that a great blessing? Isn't that a small price to pay to admit we were wrong? Isn't that a small price? It's a small price to admit we are wrong because the benefit outweighs any short-term shame. 我们只要付出很小的代价来承认我们的错误，因为我们所要嗯接受的就承认错，我们承认错误之后所承受的后果只是很短暂的。The the short term shame is small.短暂短暂的惭愧是很小的。But the benefit of the blessing. To know God's plan for the temple and to rebuild it is greater. Isn't it better to admit it? Isn't it better? Because then God will be with us and work with us. And God will save us too. And that is the whole thing what uh, Hebrews was trying to uh, the Hebrew writer was trying to tell them. Uh, let's turn to Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5. Let's look at verse 11. We've already explained that the faith condition of the people is that they became dull of hearing. Yeah, that means dull of hearing, meaning cannot hear properly. Why is that? According to verse chapter 6, verse 1, is that they were still thinking to lay again the foundation of the truth. So that means they were doubting the truth. Uh, so this is the big problem. But the writer was saying to them, if you admit you are wrong and you cannot hear properly, and you were departing from the truth, if you are willing to admit, then you can come back. 
Isn't that better? That was what the Hebrew writer was encouraging the Jewish Christians to do. Otherwise, they will be continue to be blind. Let's turn to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 1 to 2. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 1 to 2. For this uh, session, I would like to talk about Jesus and the church. And the subtopic is one true church built on one faith. Yeah. Now, if you look at Hebrews chapter 8, verse 1 to 2, let's read. Now, this is the main point of the things we are saying. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. Verse 2. A minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle which the Lord erected and not man. So this is the reason why I'm talking about Jesus and the church. Because here it talks about the main point of Hebrews. Yeah. It's that it's talking about Jesus and his church. Jesus is the high priest. The, the tabernacle is his church. So now the question is, here it says, if you look at verse 2, Jesus is the minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle which the Lord erected and not man. How do we know that the true tabernacle is referring to the church. Let's turn to Amos chapter 9. Amos chapter 9. Amos chapter 9, let's look at verse 11. We thank God in the true Jesus Church, we compare scripture with scripture. Yeah. So let's turn to Amos chapter 9. Let's look at verse 11. Amos chapter 9, verse 11. Verse 11, on that day I will raise up the tabernacle of David which has fallen down and repair its damages. I will raise up his ruins and rebuild it as in the days of old. Verse 12. 
that they may possess the remnant of Edom and all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord who does this thing. When we read verse 11 and 12, we have a feeling that the tabernacle of David is referring to his church. Uh, we have a feeling. But how do we know that is true? We need, to, we need to refer to the Bible for evidence. Let's turn to Acts chapter 15. Acts chapter 15. Uh, let's look at verse 16 and 17. Now, in Amos chapter 15, there was the controversy. In the book of Acts chapter 15, it is talking about a controversy. Yeah, and that is some people rose up to say, Oh, you need to be circumcised according to the custom of Moses, otherwise you cannot be saved. And so therefore there was a division. But then as the elders and the apostles met together, they come to a conclusion. And they turn to Amos chapter 9, verse 11 to 12. Let's look at Acts chapter 15, verse 16 and 17. Verse 16 and 17. After this, I will return and I will rebuild the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. I will rebuild his ruins and I will set it up so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord, even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who does all these things. 十六节，正如经上所写的，此后我要回来重新修造大卫倒塌的帐幕，把那破坏的重新修造建立起来。十七节叫圣余圣的人，就是凡称为我名下的外邦人都寻求主。So therefore, the reason why the uh the apostles uh turn the turn to Amos chapter nine was to explain the Gentiles belong to the tabernacle of David, his church. And so that is how we understand tabernacle refers to God's church. Let's turn to Revelation. Revelations chapter 21, let's look at verse 3. Revelations chapter 21, let's look at verse 3. Verse 3. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, 
Behold, the tabernacle of David, a tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they will, shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. 第三节，我听见有大声音从宝座出来说：“看哪、啊，神的帐幕在人间，他要与人同住，他们要做他的子民，神要亲自与他们同在，做他们的神。” So here we know that the tabernacle of God is referring to His church. 那我们就从这里可以看出，帐幕就是指的是神的教会。Because the church is where God will dwell with people. 因为教会就是神与他人同。Yeah, and so this is referring to the church. This is referring to the church. So we understand that in Hebrews chapter eight, verse one to two, the true tabernacle is referring to God's church. That we, uh, 刚刚看到第以希伯来书第八章一到二节当中提到的真帐幕就是指真教会 So now we ask this question. 那现在我们有会提出一个疑问 How many tabernacles does God have? 那神的帐幕有几个 Since the tabernacle refers to his church, 既然真教会指的是，既然帐幕指的是教会 ，How many tabernacles does God have? 那神的帐幕有几个 ？According to Hebrews, there's only one. 那如果我们看希伯来书，那只有一个。Only one. 只有一个帐幕。Not two. 不是两个。Not three. 不是三个。Only one. 只有一个。How do we know this to be true? 那我们。Let's turn back to Hebrews chapter twelve. 我们来看希伯来书的第十二章。Hebrews chapter twelve, verse twenty-two to twenty-three. 希伯来书十二章的二十二节到二十三节。Hebrews chapter twelve, verse twenty-two to twenty-three. 希伯来书十二章二十二到二十三节。Now we know when the Bible talks about Zion. City of the Living God and Jerusalem is referring to His church. 那我们知道圣经里面提到的西安西安山是指永生神的诚意，还有就是天上神的耶路撒冷。When the Bible talks about Mount Zion, 当圣经提到西安山 ，and the Bible talks about the city of the Living God, 嗯，提到嗯永生神的诚意。Or when the Bible talks about Jerusalem, 当圣经谈到耶路撒冷 ，according to verse twenty-three. According to verse twenty-three, that that all these three is pointing to his church. Um, 刚刚西安山永生神的诚意，还有耶路撒冷指的是神的教会。Yeah. So when we, this is the pattern. 我们就是按照这样的嗯模式。嗯 ，the pattern is Zion City Jerusalem is speaking about his church. 啊，模式就是西安山诚意，还有耶路撒冷，指的就是神的教会。Yeah. So let us look into the Bible. 我们来看圣经。Is there prophecies that there is only one church? 嗯，圣经当中有没有嗯预言，只是讲是提到一个教会。Yeah. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter one. 我们来看以赛亚书第一章。Isaiah chapter one. 以赛亚书第一章。Verse twenty-one to twenty-six. Twenty-one to twenty-six. Isaiah chapter one, verse twenty-one to twenty-six. Isaiah chapter one, verse twenty-one to twenty-six. Now, when you look at verse twenty-one, it talks about there's a faithful city. Um, we 
The faithful city is good. But it became a harlot. So that means it was good and then it became bad. Yeah. Now let's look at verse 26. Verse 26. God said, I will restore your judges as at the first and your counselors as at the beginning. Afterwards, you shall be called the city of righteousness, the faithful city. So this is what I'm reading from verse 26. Please read in verse 26. So here we can see that the city of righteousness will be restored to be the faithful city. So what does the city represent? The city represents his church. So how many cities are there? Is it two or one? Anyone? Two or one? Only one, isn't it? One was good. Then that one became bad. And then God restored the bad to become good. Perfect, imperfect, to become perfect. How many cities? One. How many church? One. That's what the Bible says. Let's try again. Let's turn to Micah chapter 3. Micah chapter 3. Micah chapter 3. Let's look at verse 8. Uh, sorry, I beg your pardon. Verse 12. Micah chapter 3, verse 12. Here it talks about Zion, Jerusalem. Now please read. 第十二节，所以因你们的缘故，西安必被耕种，像一块田；耶路撒冷必变为断堆，这殿的山必像丛林的高处。So here it talks about Zion and Jerusalem.这里提到西安还有耶路撒冷。So within verse twelve, it means that Zion was good, Jerusalem was good.在十二节提到西安还有耶路撒冷之前是好的。And then it shall become a heap of ruins. Good became bad. How many Zion, how many Jerusalem? Only one. One church, huh? Good became bad. 
Let's turn to continue, right? Let's turn to Micah chapter 4. Micah chapter 4, verse 1. Now, verse 1, isn't this the prophecy about the end time true church? Isn't it prophesying about the end time true church? It is. Uh-huh. But then if we continue to read, let's look at verse 7 and 8. Verse 7 and 8 talks about the restoration. Uh, verse 7. Micah chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. I will make the lame a remnant and the outcast a strong nation, so the Lord will reign over them in Mount Zion from now on even forever. Verse 8. And you, O tower of the flock, the stronghold of the daughter of Zion, to you shall it come, even the former dominion shall come, the kingdom of the daughter of Jerusalem. 以家书第四章第七节，我必使瘸腿的为鱼，甚知名，使感到远方的为强盛之名。耶和华要在西安山做王治理他们，从今直到永远。第八节，你这羊群的高台，西安城的山那，从前的权柄，就是耶路撒
Hebrews chapter eight. Hebrews chapter eight, verse one and two, we know is talking about Jesus and the church. And then when we look at verse six, five, sorry. Hebrews chapter eight, verse five. Here it talks about that there is only one pattern that was given. Just like God only gave one pattern to Moses. That pattern was the pattern for the tabernacle. How many plans did God give to Moses? One plan. So how many plans did Moses give to the Israelites? Did he give one Israelite, here's one version one, and then give another Israelite version two, and then give another Israelite version three? No. Only one. Only one. One pattern. If we don't follow the pattern for the true tabernacle, we are building our own tabernacle. We do our own thing. We may feel there is God's glory. Here is God's glory. But you build according to your own plan. But that is your own glory. It's not it's man's glory, not God's glory. We have to be careful. If you want to be saved, you need to go back to the pattern. Why? Why? If you don't, you don't have salvation. No salvation. Because you're working a different plan from God's plan. You don't believe in God's plan. God's plan is only one church, one tabernacle. That is the first thing. The second thing. If you don't come back to the one pattern, you will defile God's church. Because you use your own plan to try to change God's church. Then that will be a big mistake. 
None of us can have a different plan from God's one pattern. 我们中间没有一个人能够用自己的计划去用自己的计划去改变神的计划。Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 43.我们看以赛亚书。Isaiah chapter 43.我们看以赛亚书四十三章。Verse 1 to 7.第一节到第七节。Let us strengthen each other why there is only one true church.这里告诉我们为什么只有一个真教会。Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 43.verse 1 to 7. How do we know this passage is talking about the church? Uh, look at verse 1. Here it talks about God redeemed. And then if we continue to read verse 3, it talks about God is the Savior. And then when we continue to read verse 7, People who are called by God's name. No, those who are, those who are called by God's name. Yeah. And four. Next, fourth point. Verse seven. Those who have been created for God's glory. So today we are the new creation for God's glory, right? So all these points tell us this passage is talking about our church. Yeah. Now let's just look at verse 5 and verse 6. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 5 and 6. Here it talks about, I will bring your descendants from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, and to the south from the ends of the earth. So from here we can see it talks about the east, the west, the north and the south and then the ends of the earth. 这两节提到呢，东方、西方、北方、南方，还有地极。You may say, what's this got to do with True Jesus Church? 那你可能会问了，这两节跟神的教会有什么关系？Do you know the history of the church? 你知道教会的历史吗？Where did our church start from? 我们的教会是从哪里兴起的？Where, where, where? 在哪里呃兴起的？ And then where did it go? 然后呢, and then where did it go? 然后再去哪里? 
北方，北方，北方在哪里？欧洲那边 ，Scotland， 苏格兰，苏，哦，苏格兰，俄罗斯，俄罗斯。Then go to south. 然后再到南方。到南非，非洲，嗯，阿根廷。Then the gospel spread to many different. 然后福音再传到世界各个地方。是真的吧？是真的。So now I ask you a question. 那现在我来问你们一个问题。In the beginning. 在开始的时候。In the beginning, 1970. 在一九七七零年 ，Did the early workers say, "Okay, we start in the east"? Okay, we start in the east. 那是早期工人说我们要在东方开始吗 ？We start in the east. 我们在东方开始。Yeah. Now, after a few years, we are going to go to the west. 嗯，几年之后呢，我们要去西方。After a while, we are going to expand the church to the north. 嗯，再过一段时间，我们要把福音传到北方。And then after a while, we are going to the south. 再过一段时间呢，要传到南方。And then we are going to go to the rest of the world. 然后我们再传遍世界各个地方。Can I ask you a question? 我可以问你们一个问题吗 ？Did our church ever have a meeting to decide we go from east? After a few decades, we go to the west. After a few decades, we go to the north, and then after a decade, we go to the south. Did our church have such a plan? 那我来问你们一个问题：之前我们教会是否有开这样的一个会议？我们把教会在东方兴起，然后再把福音传到西方，然后几年、几十年之后，我们再传到南方，在北方，然后再传到南方。我们有开这样的一个会议吗 ？Did we have a meeting? 我们有这样的会议吗 ？There was no such meeting. No such conclusion. 没有这样的总呃结论。Can I ask you a question? 我可以问你们一个问题吗 ？Which one came first? The church came first, or Isaiah chapter forty-three came first? 嗯，教会先出来的还是以赛亚书的预言先出来的 ？Which one first? 哪个先先出来 ？Let's turn to Psalm hundred and seven. Psalms hundred and seven. Psalm one hundred and seven. Let's look at verse two to three. Psalm one hundred and seven. Psalm one hundred and seven. Psalm one hundred and seven. Verse two and three. Psalm one hundred and seven. Verse two and three. Psalm one hundred and seven. Verse two and three. 第二节，愿耶和华的属民说这话，就是他从敌人手中所救赎的，从各地，从东，从西，从南，从北所招聚来的。Remember, the Bible contains the Word of God contains a pattern. We need to remember that the Bible contains a pattern. We need to remember that the Bible contains a pattern. 
我们来看诗篇的第二节跟第三节讲到神要救赎更多的人神要神的选民神的选民神的选民 yeah. look at verse 3 我们来看第三节 Same thing From the east, from the west, from the north and from the south 诗篇的第三节讲到了同样的事情 从东,从西,从南,从北 Read again 第三节从各地从东从西从南从北所招聚来的 oh, In Chinese is the other way around huh? oh, yeah. 中文好像跟英文不一样 In English is north, is east, west, north and south 英文是从东从西从北从南 中文是从东从西从南从北 方向有点不一样 So here we can see there's a pattern 我们可以看到这里有一个模式 So which one came first? Psalms came first or True Jesus Church came first? 那诗篇所记载的内容是先出来的呢还是教会先出来的? Psalms came first, right? 我们知道诗篇所写的内容是先出来的 Can you tell me any church history fulfills the Bible? 你们 可以告诉我任何一个教会他们的历史是完全符合圣经的 Can any other church in this world have our history like this? 那教会当中世界上其他教会他们的历史会跟圣经上面讲的是一样的吗? None 没有 Ours is not by coincidence 那我们的教会它的历史的发生并不是一个巧合 God already said, and then God's Spirit made it happen. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 46. Isaiah chapter 46, let's look at verse 10. Isaiah 46, let's look at verse 10. Verse 10. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient time, things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. So therefore, this strengthens our faith. already Set his plan in the scriptures before true Jesus Church come out. And then God fulfills his plan according to his word. 然后呢，神按照他自己所预言的来成就他的计划。Yeah, that is what God is doing. 这就是神在做的事。So can you explain how many plans does God have?那我们可可以现在可以解释的，神有几个计划？How many patterns does God have?神的模式有几个？Only one.只有一个。Not two, just one.不是两个，而是一个。May glory be unto the heavenly Father. Let us bow our heads in silent prayer.
Amen. Uh, let's take a rest for 10 minutes and we'll come back in 10 minutes. Thank you.